This week on the Wager Pager podcast, it's Super Bowl 53. We're doing a little bit of a special edition of the Wager Pager this week. No news, straight into the picks. We got a really cool guest, Parlay Queen, is here to pick props with us. And me and the Dice Man give our picks for the big game. Get pumped, get psyched. All right, guys, we're super excited for this week's guest. We've been uh, waiting to bring her on just for this special occasion. It's Super Bowl 53, and here is Parlay Queen from Covers.com. You can follow her on Twitter, at Parlay Queen. Welcome to the Wager Pager. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's not too often you get to chat sports with two girls, so I'm sure that you're uh, living the dream. I'm I'm the luckiest guy in the internet. I have the two best voices in sports gambling media. Right here. That's definitely true. Um, all right, Parlay Queen. Again, thank you so much for joining us. If you can tell our audience a little bit about yourself, how you got into, um, you know, sports gambling and props, and how you got, you know, onto covers. Yeah. So I grew up in a very competitive family. Sports were always on, no matter what. Uh, anytime I came home, and my parents, they recreationally bet. It was. It's more of just to create a little bit of extra incentive. And I just, I've always loved it. I've always loved just analyzing a game, finding new angles to break down. I just find it so fascinating and it helps that there's so much going on every single day, no matter what the sport is. Um, I just, I got really lucky to be honest with covers. Uh, They contacted me uh, through Twitter when I was in second year university. And I was always kind of betting recreationally, but it was something that I figured out pretty early on that I was good at. And I think it's just so rewarding to be able to analyze a game, break a game down and be right on that. And I mean, it helps that you can cash a little bit here and there. I mean, yeah. it depends. It's, it's, it's a tough business, but it's always been something that I've really enjoyed. So I think it's awesome that I'm able to make a career out of it. Yeah. So um, when before covers contacted you, did you have a pretty, pretty large following on Twitter? Not really. I did a little bit with horse racing, but uh, it's it's one of those industries where, to be honest, it's a very it's a very dated demographic of people that are into it. So a lot of the people aren't really on on Twitter. Or <laughs> I'm sure at this point, maybe you know what Twitter. <laughs> no, I love that you're into horse racing. We got to bring horse racing back in 2019. <laughs> it's it's tough to get people on board with it, but uh, yeah, I write for America's Best Racing, and they try to they try to combine the lifestyle aspect, the fashion aspect, just more, I guess, trying to get more people to the racetrack because when people are there, they all love it. Like anytime I bring any of my friends, they want to know, oh, who do I bet? How do I bet? And that's always the first question just because the atmosphere is there, but there's, you know, it's, it's a little bit more fun, let's be honest. And I'm sure you guys can both agree with that when you have a little bit of money on the line. So <laughs> the race, the racetrack is always fun. And yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that they try to get people to the track, but at the end of the day, there's so many issues with the marketing and just who they're targeting. So it's fun. So was horse racing what first got you into sports gambling or was it hockey? We know, uh, we know you uh, come from the north, one of our, uh, <laughs> one of our many Canadian guests. Uh-huh. Sports gambling is very uh, popular up in Canada. It is. It is. And I think mostly because of the convenience. Um, it's been this way for, I mean, as long as I've been alive that you can just go to uh, 
whether it's a local convenience store or a gas station and you can place wagers there. Uh, they run it through what's called OLG, which is the Ontario Lottery Gaming Commission. They're the same people that do the lottery and everything. And you can do, I mean, it's, it's the odds and lines come out pretty early on in the week, but you're not going to get any movement in it. And they cap you at $100 a wager, which, I mean, is fine. And they have pools so you can do, um, choose the sides and outcomes of multiple games. And based on the amount of people in each, in each pool, that's the payout. So, I mean, it is, it is big here. It is big here. And I think it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun obviously. And I mean, it's going to be big in the U.S. It's just a matter of time. That's very fascinating. I love the excitement for sports gambling in Canada. Yeah, we're uh, pretty much stuck in the Stone Age down here. We just (laughs) got uh, legal sports gambling last spring. But uh, let me tell you, we are loving it. We live like 10, 15 minutes away from uh, Monmouth Park where the FanDuel Sportsbook is. So we do a lot of wagering over there. Feels good to do everything legally. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No more offshore and, and sending your money to uh, some random dude in Costa Rica and all that. <laughs> but uh, OK, without further ado, why don't we move on to uh, what we have Parlay Queen on the show for? It is Super Bowl 53 and we are doing a special edition of our segment Mad Props, the Super Bowl edition. <laughs> Parlay Queen, Mercedes and myself, we're all going to pick our three best props for Super Bowl 53. We're going to take it from weakest to strongest. One, Two to three, our third pick is going to be our strongest pick. Why don't we let uh, ladies first and guests first, Parlay Queen, why don't you kick it off? What's your first prop? Oh, okay. So I took uh, an interesting approach with these. So I feel like when the Super Bowl comes around, I mean, even before the Super Bowl, you always have props. But with the Super Bowl, you have just so many that you just didn't think you'd have. So, I mean, I was a little bit overwhelmed. I had a lot of selections to choose from. But I think my second favorite, or my, sorry, my weakest would probably be, so I went the route in cross sports. So it's a head-to-head one. So I have Kyrie Irving total points on February 3rd versus Jared Goff pass completions. So it's one of those where I feel like the number for Goff completions, while I like that as well, I feel if you have an option to go cross sport and you have, you really don't have to beat a number, you just have to beat what the other option is. I feel I like that one. So, I mean, I'm on Jared Goff past completions as better in the head to head. Um, He's completed 64.9% of his passes and he's logged 10 games with 20 or more completions Uh, playing against the Patriots defense. I feel he's going to have a lot of success in the passing game. And I feel like it's one of those games where they could be playing from behind early Um, in regards to Kyrie Irving, the Thunder are one of the best teams So it's Celtics versus Thunder. I probably should have stated that. Um, The Thunder are one of the top teams at defending opposing point guards. And in their earlier meeting in Oklahoma City, the Thunder held Irving to 6 of 13 shooting. So while this is only five games into the regular season, with uh, with Kyrie Irving's numbers down on the year, I feel like Goff's going to have a big game. And I feel like with the minus 110 odds, I like to play a lot. Nice. Amazing stuff. Cross sports, Super Bowl props. That's why we brought Parlay Queen on the show. Love it. Uh, Mercedes, why don't you go next? <laughs> what are you thinking about? What's your first Super Bowl prop? Yeah, mine is not as exciting as yours is, Parlay Queen. But uh, we're going to go with color of first Gatorade splash on the winning coach. 
I'm going with clear here. We're going plus 200. So this is a popular one. Uh, I like the fact that clear actually covers regular old water as well, right? So I mean, who knows if it's Gatorade or water. And just so you guys know out there, orange and yellow are both plus 350. Blue is plus 400 and red is plus 500. Yeah, this is always a fun one. I think in the uh, Patriots past like eight Super Bowls, I think clear came up like four or five times. So could be interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one with good odds too. Yeah, right? Yeah. Almost, <laughs> almost two to one. Not bad. All right. Let me go here. Uh, my first prop on uh, Mad Props Super Bowl edition. I'm going to go with Steven Goskowski over nine and a half points. It's uh, sitting at plus 120. The under is minus 160, by the way. I don't know why they're juicing that so hardcore. Wow. But 10 points, uh, 10 points could easily be scored with like four extra points on four touchdowns and two field goals, or maybe even just three field goals gets you really close to that regardless of what else happens after that. And I, I think these teams are going to be filling each other out early. I just like that play. Steven Goskowski, everyone's going to be, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of public money on Greg the leg on, on the, all the other you know props for the Rams kicker. So I'm going with Goskowski over nine and a half points. Nice. I like that one. That's a good one. And I mean, I remember looking into it last last uh, last week, and I think he only missed one PAT, which is huge considering how many misses you get. Not like leaving out field goals. He's pretty much as good as it gets anything between 20 to 40 yards. He's pretty automatic in that sense. But yeah, People underestimate the point of getting the PAT and what should be a high-scoring game. I, I actually really like that play as well. Right on, Parlay Queen. Uh, I think you're up next. What is your next play? So my next play is Tom Brady, longest pass completion over 37 and a half. Um, the Rams are tied for the second most 40 or more passing plays per game with 14 in the regular season. They've had 59 plays of 20 or more yards. Their secondary is... Pretty solid overall, but can be questionable at times. I feel like the Patriots are going to connect on a couple of deep plays, deep throws, and I like that the completion doesn't necessarily have to result in the touchdown. A lot of the time when you're betting these, it's longest touchdown completion, but sometimes you can get stopped a little bit short. But I feel like with Brady airing the ball out downfield versus a questionable secondary, 37.5 is a pretty low number. Yeah, I like that, definitely. And the way they've been playing the last few weeks, especially, uh, they're leaning on the pass game so I feel like anything in uh pass heavy yes uh, yes answers and over props is gonna be a heavy bet and, the, and, the, and a good look for the Patriots in Super Bowl 53 uh okay Mercedes what are you looking at what is your next play all right all right number two I'm gonna go with either team to score three unanswered times I'm going with no at plus 175 Listen, I feel like this game is going to be really close. I see it really going back and forth, and I could really see either team or even both teams scoring twice in a row, but not three times. So I'm going no. Very strong no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a, that's a popular one, too. A lot of people have been, uh, I think when it first came out, there's been a, a big money switch in, in Vegas on that one. It got pounded the other way first. So I like that play, Mercedes. Nice. No. Okay, uh, who's next? Me? <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> okay, for my next play here in Mad Props, the Super Bowl edition. I'm going with most running back receiving yards. This is a matchup play. It's Todd Gurley versus James White. Todd Gurley plus 175, James White minus 230. I'm going to take Gurley. 
because just of the way that I know that Belichick and New England game plans, who knows, James White could have one catch or, or Rex Burkhead could have 35, you know. And I just think that Todd Gurley, after some subpar performances in the past couple of weeks, two weeks to get uh, to kind of rest up and prepare for the Super Bowl, and I think the Rams are going to have a big game. I'm really pro-Rams in the Super Bowl, and I think for them to, to win and to have a big game, Todd Gurley must be involved in the passing game, which he was early in the season. So I think they go back to that, and I like him to have more receiving yards than James White. Give me that plus 175, almost 2-1 to one on the comeback. Okay, uh, Parlay Queen. So final round obviously equals most confident, so we better come up huge with these. <laughs> most confident plays. These are, I guess you could say, our mad props, Super Bowl locks. What are you looking at? I like the second half to be the highest scoring half. Uh, the Rams have done their best in the second half of games this year, and we all know how dominant the Pats were in orchestrating their Super Bowl comeback last year. Uh, New England will be hard to slow down, obviously, and they're kind of one of those teams where they're going to match whatever you put up. I wouldn't be surprised to see both teams execute a more cautious approach early on, and you always have the option to hedge at halftime if your bet's not looking the best. And a very interesting stat that I just saw posted, uh, the Patriots' scores in first quarter uh, in the Super Bowl, they have not scored any points in the first quarter of Super Bowl 36, 38, 39, 42, 46, 49, or 51. And in Super Bowl 52, they scored three first quarter points. So I feel like I have some trends and some hopefully luck on my side with that one. But I feel like it's going to be low scoring early on. And I think that taking the option of second half being higher scoring is my favorite play. And that one's minus 110. Parlay Queen, I love that play. I literally <laughs> almost put that in as my most confident. Love it. I'm, I'm going to be tailing you on that. I think Mercedes will be too. Yeah. Okay, Mercedes, what are you looking at? What is your most confident prop in Super Bowl 53? Yeah, go for it. All right, so I'm going yards of Jared Goff's first touchdown pass. I'm going over 13 and a half yards. That's at plus 110. So Goff averages 8.4 yards per attempt this season, so I don't think it's too much to ask to tack on an extra five yards to the first touchdown. Here are some of his receivers' numbers this season. Uh, Brandon Cooks averages 15.1 yards at reception. Per reception, rather. Robert Woods averages 14.2 yards per reception. Todd Gurley averages 13 yards. And Tyler Higby averages 12.2 yards per reception. So as long as he gets it to one of these guys, there's a pretty good chance the touchdown can go over for 13 and a half yards. I'm feeling this one. Yeah, love it. I like that play. What do you think, Parlay Queen? I like that, too. I feel like if you got the numbers to back it up, you might as well make a bet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, moving on. This will be, uh, I guess, the last pick. This is my uh, my most confident prop for Super Bowl 53. <laughs> I said it before. I like the Rams. This is why I love this play. Jared Goff to win MVP. I think he's at plus 250 wow. now at some places. It opened at like 200 uh, most places. But if the Rams win, most times these uh, most times these MVP awards go to the quarterback. So I just feel if the if the Rams win and he has a decent enough game, they're just gonna hand him the trophy. Jared Goff plus two fifty. I love it. Very juicy. Uh, you're right though, because for receivers, 
it hinges on the quarterback. You're not going to have – I mean, you could possibly have a receiver have a 100, 150-yard game, but it's going to reflect the quarterback as well. So it's usually more often than not. I don't know the exact numbers, but, I mean, it's almost always the quarterback if it is MVP, unless someone has, like, a enormous – a running back has a four-touchdown performance. I like that play. I think you're getting good odds. If I don't know if I'm on the same side of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do agree with you being a quarterback. I mean, it's going to be MVP. <laughs> All right, guys, you heard it here first. That was Parlay Queen in Mad Props, the Super Bowl edition on the Wager Pager podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys can follow Parlay Queen at Parlay Queen on Twitter and definitely check out her column on covers.com. Thanks for joining us and good luck getting out of that snowstorm. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) I'm just going to wait until it melts and then I'll be out. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course. Time. Thank you so much. Definitely. We'll have to keep in touch during the big game. We'll DM you about these props. We got nine plays to watch and follow. Oh, yeah. Of course. But obviously, the last yeah. one's the most important one. So we should be getting double points on that one. That's true. <laughs> yeah, let's load up. Let's cash these tickets. Thank you guys so much. All right, guys. It is Super Bowl 53, and I'm happy to welcome back, as usual, my man, Former Marist College defensive back, Jimmy Dice Rulin. Can you believe it? It's our last segment of the year, Super Bowl 53. How you feeling, brother? Feeling wonderful, my friend. Uh, it's great to be back. Uh, had a nice week off to uh, study some uh, some teams, some bets. And uh, just crazy to think that uh, a long season has now come to the final game. Uh, hoping for a fun and exciting game to watch and uh, looking to uh, play some uh, bets and win some money. Let's do this, buddy. All right, man. Yeah, I don't really have a hard lean on the game, but we're definitely going to get to our picks. We're both going to pick a side. We're both going to pick a total. But before we get started, let me ask you, uh, we had the Parlay Queen on this week. Mercedes, uh, Parlay Queen, and myself, we all picked our three best props for Super Bowl 53. Top three, we ranked them in order. You got any props you can hit us with? I do. I, I mean, I actually uh, was talking to you a little about earlier today. I put in a bunch of props. Um, but three of the props that I'm kind of liking that I think might have some uh, good value in terms of, uh, you know, actually winning uh, and realistic. Um, I guess my third one, uh, my weakest of my my top three, um, I'm going to go with the Patriots and the Rams um, to score 35 points each. Uh, this is plus 1120. Um, I don't know if you remember the beginning of the season, these guys had a high-flying game, uh, both scoring um, just about, uh, I think it was like the high 70s. So um, I'm thinking this is either going to be a, a complete offensive shootout, even though I know Belichick is a, a defensive mastermind. Um, but I just think with uh, both teams with two weeks to prepare, uh, those offenses are just going to be back to what they were mid-season. Uh, and hopefully uh, it's a, just a fun back-and-forth shootout, uh, you know, lots of scoring, lots of touchdowns, you know, no defense, uh, just more of an exciting Super Bowl. So uh, kind of a little bit of Patriot out, you know, a little bit of a, you know, hangover from the Patriots year in and year out. But I think if we can make it a high-scoring game, it might make it a little bit more interesting. All right, plus 1120. You heard it here first, guys. That's the Dice Man, at James Rulin. You can follow him at James Rulin on Twitter. Both teams to score 35 plus 1120. 
juicy, my friend. All right, what are you looking at next? What's your second prop? Second prop, uh, I'm going to go with, because typically Super Bowls, uh, they start off slow. Uh, you know, again, you have that week off to kind of really game plan. Um, but I'm thinking the first scoring play is going to be a field goal. Uh, I believe it's one, uh, it's plus 155 at FanDuel right now. Um, so I think the first score is going to be a field goal. Um, and then uh, if you want to be, get a little bit uh, juicy, I have also the Rams' first uh, scoring play of field goal at plus 370. So, um, But I like both those. I think the Rams are probably going to get the ball first. And uh, I think it's going to be a field goal, uh, not a touchdown. Uh, that's the first point on the board. Another juicy nugget. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. The Dice Man. Okay, what is your number one prop Super Bowl 53, the prop you feel strongest about. We want to take our tickets to the windows. Hit us. My favorite uh, prop for this year, uh, I'm going to take Gronkowski over four catches at plus 120. Um, I actually think Gronkowski is going to be a a vital part uh, to the Patriots. Uh, I know all year people are like, you know, where's Gronkowski been? Hasn't been normal in Gronkowski. Um, you know, pretty much has been utilized mainly as like a emergency blanket for Tom Brady. Um, but the fact that he's, uh, you know, he's been in the league, you know, this is his fourth or fifth Super Bowl as well. Um, I'm kind of feeling that Tom Brady's going to help uh, make Gronkowski look like the man out there. Uh, I know everyone has, uh, you know, Tom Brady as winning his fifth MVP, but uh, I actually feel that Gronkowski is going to be a, a, a huge important uh, factor in this game. And uh, to get four catches, um, I mean, I can see him getting two or three catches in the first half. So, um, I mean, you can't, you can't shut Gronkowski down. I'm trying to think of who would, um, you know, and I just don't feel that uh, the Rams have uh, the linebackers or safeties to really uh, cover Gronk. So, you know, Gronkowski over four catches for 120. Um, I'll take that any day. Over four catches plus 120 for the Gronk man, the Gronky Tonk man. Rob Gronkowski could be his last game in the NFL. He may be even retiring after this game. Word on the street. All right, so that was uh, the Dice Man's three best props for Super Bowl 53. Let's move on to our picks for the game. This is for Super Bowl 53, Sunday, February 3rd, 2019, in Atlanta, Georgia, 6.30 p.m. kickoff. You guys know what it is. L.A. Rams plus two versus the New England Patriots minus two. The over-under is 56 and a half. My first play, my total play for this game, I'm taking the first half over. The line is 27 and a half plus 100. Okay? There's a lot of propaganda swirling around reporting about the Patriots who have only scored three points in their eight Super Bowl appearances. And yes, that's true. But this is a new year. This is a new game. I feel like whoever wins this toss is going right down the fucking field and scoring. And whoever scores, I mean, and after that happens, the other team is going to score again. I think it's going to be back and forth all game. I think this is going to be a rather high-scoring game. And if you look at it, the Patriots average 16.3 points per game in the first half all year long. 17.5 points in the first half the last four games. The Rams averaged 17.16 points per game in the first half this year and 20.5 in the last four games. So just their averages alone, that's 33 points in the first half. 
the last four games. That's like around 37 points. I think it's comfortable. Four touchdowns. Give me that. I'm taking the over. Even money. Over 27.5 plus 100. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm, I saw that. I'm liking it. I even like the juice uh, for that over. I mean, obviously with my prop bet, uh, I think this game's going to be over for the, the whole game, but um, I'm trying to hit this uh, this over as many ways as I can. So I'm liking that first half over as well. So uh, I'll definitely have to put in uh, some extra units on that with you. All right, man. What are you looking at? What is your play? What is your total play for this game? So for my total, uh, I'm also uh, jumping on that over, but I'm actually uh, looking at the second half. Uh, typically, second half, uh, you know, the first quarter, it takes most uh, – players to uh, kind of get the Super Bowl jitters out, kind of come back down to uh, earth and kind of uh, realize that it is just a game. I mean, it's not just any game, but uh, but I think by second half, uh, both these uh, great coaches and coaching staff will have, uh, you know, their adjustments. And I, I'm, I'm liking the over plus 27 um, at minus 135. The juice is a little too much, so I, I think a lot of people are thinking that too, but uh, I mean, four touchdowns in the second half. I mean, uh, I mean the, the Patriots put up, uh, I think, 28 points just in the fourth quarter alone against the Chiefs um, and as well as uh, the Rams against the, the Saints. So um, I think 27 points could almost be done by uh, the first couple minutes into the fourth. So uh, I'll take those uh, 27 points, and I'll go with the over, and I'll pay a little bit more for, uh, for that 135 to win 100. Love it, love it. I like that, I like that. A lot of love for the second half on the pod. The Parlay Queen is uh, taking the second half to be the higher scoring half as her number one prop. But uh, like, I like it, dude. I like it. All right, so uh, do you have a lean on the game? Do you have a lean on a side? What are you thinking here? I mean, it's every day I feel like I'm going back and forth uh, like the – like the ping pong match that this game I think is going to be. Um, I mean, just the narrative that, you know, can the Patriots and the Belichick-Brady era lose two in a row? Um, I, I mean, it's hard to say that they are. Obviously, um, the consider, you know, the, the whole talk of, you know, is Brady the GOAT? You know, I, I think you can kind of put him up there uh, as, as much as I hate to say it. You know, just the fact, the sheer numbers, how often he's been there. Um, you know, Belichick, you know, this being his, um, I think his 12th Super Bowl altogether um, coaching. Um, but I've, I've been talking to you, Chris. I know this is their uh, ninth Super Bowl. Um, but I still think, you know, granted, I know they won against Seattle with that dumb pass uh, at the goal line when they should have just run it with Marshawn Lynch. So that could, should have been a loss. Um, the, the epic Super Bowl meltdown by the Atlanta Fal- uh, Falcons by 28 points, that should have been a loss. Um, so if you really think about it, I mean, they should really be 3-5 and five in their Super Bowl wins, or their Super Bowls. So, I mean, and a lot of times, you know, their games are always coming down to a field goal. So I, I was going back and forth. I think, you know, just the uh, initial reaction, I'm saying Patriots, but you know what? I'm going to take the two points. I'm going to take the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Um, it seems like a lot of people forgot for the first eight, ten weeks of the year, the Rams were the team to beat. You know, the Rams were the best team. Now, I get it. There's no Cooper Cup. I think that's going to be a huge blow to uh, 
Jared Goff and their offense, so I think they might have to rely a little bit more on that run game. Hopefully the week off, uh, Todd Gurley has been able to get a little bit more to 100%. I know they said he was 100% for that championship game. I don't think he was full grow. Um, I think he's going to be closer to almost 100%. So um, I just like, you know, the, the young grit for uh, the millennials uh, taking uh, to the – to the old timers, the Patriots, and uh, and getting this win and uh, proving that they are the next dynasty uh, in the NFL and almost like uh, Chris, like you like to say, passing of the torch. So uh, I'll take the Rams plus the two and um, hope for a, a nice over as well. So yes, sir, the Rams. I like it, dude. I'm gonna have to join you on that. Like I said earlier, it's not like my strongest play, but if we're gonna pick a side. I'm not going with the Patriots. Every one of their mothers on the Patriots. I got to go contrarian, go the other way. I've been kind of just sitting here waiting for it to hit three. Kind of ticked up the two and a half uh, earlier in the week, but kind of holding steady at two right now. I would love to get Rams plus three, but if I'm going to make the pick right now at the plus two, I might as well take that money line plus 116. I think it's the Rams time. Everyone's, like you said, forgotten about the Rams. Everyone's kind of drinking the Kool-Aid with the Patriots over the past couple weeks. Uh, in my opinion, they should not have even beaten the Chargers. The Chargers came out flat. Uh, they should not even even beaten Kansas City. If that dude doesn't line up offsides and if they don't win the the, uh, the coin toss, that game could have went a lot differently. I think their time's up, man. And everyone's like, oh, they can't lose two in a row. But that doesn't matter. This is a new game. It's a new year. Give me the Rams. The young startup. Sean McVay. Jared Goff, I think Gurley's going to have a sneaky big game after disappearing the last couple weeks. Rams, money line, plus 116. Super Bowl 53, the Wager Pager Podcast, episode 22. We've been doing this all year long. We have not lost too much money. We've actually won more than we lost. I want to thank my friend, my partner in picks, the guy coming on every week picking games with me, my boy, Former Marist College defensive back, Jimmy Dice ruling. All right, baby, let's do this. Uh, I think we're going to be taking a little bit of a sabbatical here the next couple weeks off, but uh, we'll come back on. We'll bring the Dice man back, kind of recap our whole football season and uh, take a look ahead into basketball and March Madness, baseball, and, and the offseason uh, structure. Thanks again, my friend. Uh, look forward to a big weekend and a big day on Sunday. Let's get let's cash these tickets. Let's do it, man. Let's cash these tickets. And, uh, hey, man, it's been a fun ride, and uh, let's continue to do it. All right, guys, that's it for Episode 22, Super Bowl 53 Special Mad Props Edition. As always, good luck, happy handicapping, and may the gambling gods look gracefully down upon you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a review and please tell all your friends about us. Also, guys, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Wager Pager. Also, if you or a loved one has a gambling addiction, don't be scared to seek help. You can contact the National Council on Problem Gambling at 1-800-522-4700. They're open 24 hours a day and all calls are confidential. Get pumped, get psyched. It's the Wager Pager Podcast. Bye, guys. Later. Here we go. The Wager Pager Podcast is co-hosted and co-produced by Chris Rogers and Mercedes Barba. Edited by Mercedes Barba. Created by Chris Rogers. Additional analysis provided by Jim Rulin. Music by The Moreau's Project. Produced and written at San Francisco Music Studios. 
logo design by John Carbonella. And all picks are for entertainment purposes only. These plays are not financial advice.